0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode
1: of the Fitness Business University podcast. I have a very, very special guest today. And as I said in my last podcast, um, I get blown up every day um, by podcast people asking me to be guests on the SVF podcast. And for every 1,000 of them that I get a day, I say no to all 1,000 of them to be guests on the FBU podcast. So I don't really have guests on the FBU podcast. It's really just me, you know, yakking into the phone. Uh, that's like everyone said, we have the second ranked podcast, fitness business podcast in the world. And if you saw my studio, you would see a guy outside talking into a cell phone. Uh, And that's the second ranked fitness business podcast in the world. Right. So I haven't really had guests. I don't plan on having it be a string of guests or anything. But when I see people having great success, I want to bring them on this podcast. Uh, And the last guy we had on was Dr. John Doherty, who was a finalist as our Maven Award. Uh, but today we have the winner of the Maven Award, uh, a man named Devin Gage, who owns Gage Strength Training in West Chester, Pennsylvania. And, um, Devin is on with me today. Thanks so much for being here.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: So, uh, Devin and I, before I get in, so Devin is the winner of the Maven Award. And and for the reminder for, for you guys that didn't listen to the last episode, um, the Once a year in our November mastermind meeting, we have an award that we give out to the top performing mastermind member of the year. And it came down this year to two finalists, Dr. John Doherty and Devin Gage, who we, um, again, we interviewed Dr. John last episode. And then we have Devin today, who was the winner uh, of the Maven Award. And again, um, I uh, have the the numbers here, which I'm going to reveal in a second here, um, but they are gaudy. So, no, those, yeah, I do want to give a, these results are not typical. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's like you hear the, 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 uh, the weight loss, you know, things that you have to say the, the bottom of the screen in the fine print. Yes. I, I, I wish that every SPF Mastermind member got the exact same results that Devin got in 2022, but I can't say that that is, that is true. Uh, so, these are results. Uh, today are extraordinary. But before I get into the results, I want to talk to Devin about the history that he and I have. He and I go way back and uh, to, uh, man, it's 2022. And we go back to, I think, 2012 uh, of when we started working together. And so Devin, I guess I want to set the stage of Here you are. You're a seven-figure gym owner. You're you're a real estate investor. You have pretty much a concept that you've created, which we'll talk a little bit more about the Engage concept. You have a lot of stuff going on, and you are one of the top gym owners in America today. But it wasn't always this way. So take us back to 2012. Where the hell were you and how the hell did you get to where you are right now?
0: Well, <laughs> so I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly where I was. I shared the story uh, at the, you know, at the mastermind, but you know, 2012, I had signed a lease for a gym uh, because I was an in-home personal trainer. I had about uh, eight clients that I was just doing in-home personal training, driving to their houses with some kettlebells some battle ropes, sandbags, some homemade like you know, kettlebells that I made out of like buckets of concrete with metal in them. And so really just doing like the underground, you know, garage gym style, you know, in-home personal training. Um, And I wasn't making a ton of money doing that. So I was also working for my stepmom in her ballet shoe warehouse. So I would kind of, I had a client or two first thing in the morning, I would go to the warehouse and box up ballet shoes. And... (laughs) Um, all kinds of ballet gear that I would ship out, and then afterwards I would go train in-home personal training clients. And I was put on to Vince Gabriel, this guy from Jersey that had this great business. So I attended the mentorship, and uh, at the end of the mentorship, Vince, you know, went into his pitch. He's like, "Listen, I do coaching. Um, probably not right for everybody, but if you want to take things more seriously, you should consider it." And uh, you know, I was—I kind of grabbed him at the end of the event, and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, like I I don't know. I, I just didn't know really where I was. I was a single father at the time. I had a one year old daughter. I lived at my mom's house. So like had no idea what I was doing, had no idea that even when I signed the lease for a gym, you know, unit that I was starting a gym. It to me, it was like, I'm gonna sign this and then I'll train clients here along with my in homes and just piece it all together. And Vince, you know, you were just like, Well, you don't have a business you have a job. Like that job is going to kill you because that's just not scalable. And if you want a business, like I can, I can help you do that. So I signed up, you know, with coaching for Vince and the very first phone call. Um, I n- I'll never forget. I was like sitting in my childhood bedroom at my mom's house on the phone with Vince at like seven o'clock at night. And, you know, he's walking me through like why I want to be a gym owner, why I want to start have a business, you know, walking me through the five whys. And, you know, at the end of it, he's like, so you want to, you know, create a life for your daughter and create a business that, you know, can be a fulfilling career and leave a legacy of success. And I was like, yes, that is it. And he's like, okay, uh, I need you to do something. If you really want to do this seriously, you should go and fire all of your in-home personal training clients and just go all in on the gym. And, you know, obviously that was a terrifying concept because that was my only real revenue stream for training. But I also had no clients in the actual gym because it was in like another town. I don't, it was a weird story about how I ended up there in the first place, but really it was just, he's like, if you're going to do the gym, you got to go all in and you got to kind of like, jump and figure out how to fly on the way down and I did and you know the rest is history That's I was able amazing. to quit the ballet job
1: <laughs> yeah no I, I it's funny you remember where you were I remember where I was because I was that was I was very new to coaching at the time and I, I was just a gym owner too and I was like oh these guys want my advice so I'll just charge them money <laughs> for that and and so I didn't know what I was doing from Coach. I was like, I'm about to either get make this kid rich or I'm going to ruin his life completely. And I, I didn't know which one it was at the time. Uh, but uh, obviously, as we sit here today, we know um, that it was a good decision uh, to do. So you've had... Massive success, you know, over the course of years. I mean, I look at you as one of the most creative, talented gym owners I know. Um, You are constantly in the SPF group. And even someone as success. What I love about you is that um, even as successful as you are, and we're going to talk about the numbers in a second, but you're always still asking questions. You're always asking advice. You never have this like bravado about you. You're always have this, you know, what we both, you know. Uh, view is a growth mindset. Um, And so I think that's probably one of the biggest things that's helped you be so successful. And you've been been able to build a great team. Uh, I want to talk about your team because I think you do uh, the the leadership part of your business better than most and you involve your team in stuff and everyone's bought on. There's a strong culture. So there's so much to unpack here. Um, but I do want to start with the numbers and, and, you know, Dr. John's were gaudy. These are equally, if not more gaudy, but, um, so the revenue increase of, for the year for you for this year, um, was, uh, 300,000. Those are the number of, of revenue, uh, that you w- w- which is essentially what most gyms average in revenue yeah. for a year was your increase, which was, which is a 32% increase, Um, You had an $80,000 profit increase, which was a 30% increase of profit. You made $260,000 in profit. Your number of floor hours were reduced to, well, you've had zero floor hours for quite a while now, Um, but I think you were just doing some sales. So you drastically reduced the number of sales um, that you're doing. You added two staff your team, but really what you, uh, I mean, what you also did this year (laughs) was start a whole nother company called Engage Personal Training. Can, sure. can you tell us, like, so you have your headquarters in Westchester, PA, which is a gym that will probably do will do over a million this year and will probably have close to 500 members at that one location. But you started a whole new thing this year called Engage Personal Training. Can you just quickly explain what that is?
0: Yeah, so we did do, we did a million dollars last year. Uh um, okay. so we'll do, you know, that was July to July was like officially when we hit it. So just to clarify that. Cool. Um, but yeah, so really I always kind of felt like I needed to have things, you know, perfect before I could even think about another gym. And I was, you know, I've had gauge that's got close to 500 clients now. Um, and it's not perfect. You know, we've got a lot of moving parts, you know, my hands are still on it a good bit. So, I always was like, I got to pull myself completely out so I can do this other thing. And I kind of realized, you know, we're an EOS company and I've got, you know, I sit in the visionary role. Um, The visionary integrator relationship uh, between my general manager and I is phenomenal. Um, I think we just work really well together. And I I just kind of realized, like, I've learned so much over these last 10 years that I could build like the ideal business that I have nothing, you know, hands on involved with. Um, So after talking with the guys in the CEO group, other, you know, gym owners that have done it, and just learning, you know, some of these other models that really work, we've kind of taken our small group personal training, which is our most profitable and successful program at our headquarters. And we're just replicating that and simplifying it into these other locations. Um, And that's really it. I mean, I'm very convinced and I've been in many, many different high-level masterminds and networking groups, and all kinds of like really high-end business uh, networking things. That when you own a gym and you can run a successful gym, you you accrue a business acumen that it rivals any other industry. Um, because just the the people issues that you deal with, the psychological things with just the gym business is crazy. The marketing. The sales, the retention, all of those are things that most other businesses just don't ever have to figure out the level that we do. Um, so I was like, I kind of took even this imperfect, you know, messy business. And I was like, but I know how to build a perfect business. It's too late here, for my 10 year old business, but I can kind of replicate it and start the perfect business here. And that's what we've been able to do. And the success, even in the last, and we've only been open for seven months. Um has shown that like you know taking everything that you know and applying it somewhere else can be very successful even if your current business is not perfect
1: and I think one of the things you know what I love about you devin, is you're you're a very decisive person and I think that that's one of the um, things that holds a lot of people back is, is is indecision and I think you do a great job because I remember sitting at the I believe it was our Montana CEO mastermind.
0: Colorado, yeah.
1: Was it Colorado? Yeah, it was Colorado CEO mastermind. And you were unsure, you know, you had this great business, things are going really well, and you were kind of like, uh, you're unsure of what to do next. And then you talked about it in your mastermind and you decided, hey, I'm going to start this concept called Engage. And you got home that day and started to do it. And legitimately, here we are, like almost exactly seven months later from that meet mastermind meeting in Colorado. And you have – do you have the third one open or
0: the second one? The the second Engaged just opened last week. The The second Engaged. Third third Total Gym, yeah.
1: Third Total Gym. But you've – literally has since seven months ago – you, 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 you may, it was, a, it was, you know, a seat. It was a thought, right? And now, yeah. all of a sudden, that thought is a real is two brick and mortar locations that are profiting right now. It's just yeah. like, and that's
0: really, you know, I didn't think I wanted another gym because, you know, a lot of my at HQ, it, some of it was a little messy, and I'm like, I don't want to replicate the headaches that I'm having, but. You know, after talking to the guys and the CEO and the mastermind, and Vince, you know, told me he's like, you know, how to make decisions. There's three questions that you have to ask yourself, right? You remember this, this was really the turning point and the like light switch that went off in my brain. You know, whenever you're faced with a really big decision, is what's the upside? What's the downside? Can you live with the downside? And when it came to like opening this other gym, I was like, the upside is it's, Super successful and profitable, and I make a ton of money on it, and it's you know can grow into this huge monster and behemoth. The downside is it flops, and I'm out, you know, X amount of money, and I just it folds. Can I live with that? Yes, I could. And that was really, I was like, the worst case scenario is I just call it quits after a year and sublet the the lease or whatever. Yeah, I can do that. So,
1: yeah. Now that's I ask that question to uh, to almost everybody that's faced with a with a big decision. What that series of questioning does is it looks at second order consequences. What are you you know looking at now, and what can you you look at down the road? Because a lot of times, you know, as entrepreneurs, we want to like see what's right now, but we do a bad job of of finding out what the risks are down the road. But as long as you can identify those risks and be okay with them, if those risks actually happen. Um, then you just move forward and go. So, um, yeah. yeah, and I don't think any of the numbers that we talked about include any of the engages at all. No, I believe no it's just HQ, yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so you have a whole nother um, thing. And then this this year, you also were buying, started to buy real estate. You have property, I believe in Georgia, right? Georgia? Georgia and, Georgia. The, and the And the Poconos now, so... This is uh this is not some dumb trainer that you know was selling women's shoes. I always like to say women's shoes for you because of <laughs> Al Bundy, right? Yeah. Uh, but I was working in a ballet slipper. Uh, but this is a, a a sophisticated businessman that that we're speaking to today. And again, um, I took
0: that same level of thinking to real estate. I was like, you know, if I buy a house, the upside is it does really well as a short term rental. The downside is it doesn't. Can I live with that? Yeah, because I could just sell it. that's kind of my thinking
1: there too and you know the funny thing is is probably in ceo mastermind i think uh there's there's 11 of you guys in that group but i think eight out of the 11 all own some type of uh real estate uh in addition to their you know gyms and homes and things like that and um you know there was we so we have conversations about this stuff a lot and um one of the guys was talking about how his property was doing really well and he talked about how he was just changing the headline on the ad for the property and he's like all yeah. he did was tweak the headline and all of a sudden it started renting a lot more and it's just like literally it's the exact same principles that we teach in mastermind about an email subject line or the the headline of a of a, of a sales page or whatever it is it's the same thing can be applied so what we go, what we do in these groups and these masterminds is we talk about concepts of business that are just timeless, right? Writing a really good headline is a timeless thing. It's never gonna go away, right? On how you structure then how you decide to do it and what humans are attracted to and not. Um, but all of this can be applied across the board to multiple things. So um, the education yeah. that that we're, we're giving out in mastermind is not just, uh, for gyms, but you, um, you know, I, you know, I'm holding the, the booklet here. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can kind of see, you know, the SPF, uh, CEO Maven award. Um, so I'm, I'm going to Devin's chapter in, in this book and I'm turning to the page where I wanted to make sure that we could give out some value on obviously. So Devin's given out a bunch of value already, but, I wanted to go through some of the specific marketing things that you did to have the amount of growth that you had. Um, So the first thing you put in here was, you know, you, you started using a new marketing agency um, and you're doing Google ads and, you know, handled a new CRM. Just talk about your experience, you know, with a a new presence of digital marketing this year for you.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, prior to working with like a real marketing agency, I would just do it all myself. um, Just kind of tweak my website, my Facebook ads, you know, Facebook would constantly like change the backend dashboard. And I was always like trying to relearn it. So eventually I, I found Kiss Marketing and signed up with them and they just took over everything. They rebuilt my website. They run my Facebook ads. Uh, I switched to the CRM system that, uh, that they use and they just run everything. So I can just really just focus on the conceptual, the creative side of things. And then they kind of execute on you know, the back end dealing with like the dashboard and the data and stuff. So that's been great. Yeah.
1: No, I know that the majority of our, you know, top CEO members are using kiss marketing um, for their ads. What, what is it, Cause I, I think this is an important thing for people to hear. I think a lot of people do, cause you have done it on your own a lot. Um, and a lot of people do it on their own and they tend to end up tinkering with it and they tinker and they tinker and they tinker yeah. and they, call this until that and they change this and they change that um talk about the difference between you know having someone like professional like kiss that this is their thing this is what they do they know this better than anyone else um, versus trying to like hack it out on your own and the amount of time you're probably saving to be able to be the CEO of your company not yeah. the marketing tinker.
0: Well, you know, not only relating to this, but a huge lesson that I learned over these last year or two is just looking at data versus emotions, Mm -hmm. right? Emotions, uh, I think Vince, you said emotions are toxic to business. And I think when you're running your own ads, you know, you have to just look at the data, right? How many leads are coming in? How many are converting? What's the cost per lead? And when I was tinkering, I wasn't looking at that stuff. I was just like, Wait, it's been two days. We haven't had a new sign up. Like, I gotta, I gotta go in and change it. And now I'll still get those same thoughts, but I'll reach out to Will or whoever I'm, you know, Matt or whoever I'm working with there, and I'll be like, Hey, it looks like we're not getting leads. They're like, No, we're actually. You're getting this cost per lead. This (laughs) came on this last week. Is that a problem? And I'm like, No, no, I guess not.
1: <laughs> Will is Will is the master at that. He's like an assassin with those kind of comments. He's like, and he always stays very calm, and he's always just like, yeah, well, no, here's what the actual cost per lead is, and here's like, it's just, he does a very good job. and it's funny, even like, you know, I'm so around this, but I even look at my stuff almost in the same way, because I'm not, I'm not in the nitty gritty of running the ads. I only see you know, the numbers and things like that that you do. So I'm in like the same boat sometimes and they, they call me back like, nope, this is what it is. Are you okay with that? And they're like, uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm good. Okay, keep yeah. going. And they, yep. they're very nice about it. But sometimes I think they want to say, shut the hell up and leave us alone. Let us do our job and go back to work.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Um, now I would give out the website of KISS Marketing, but the waiting list is too long and I've been instructed by contract not to give out the website uh, for KISS Marketing due to the length of the waiting list. So I won't be able to do that. Um, but the second thing, Devin, I want to talk about, you had a staff referral challenge that you did um, as one of the a really big uh, lead generators for you. Can you talk, talk about this? This is a very interesting one I've never really heard before and uh, I think worked very well, well for you.
0: Yeah, so uh, another you know, really big you know, conceptual thing that we've implemented this year, this was a tactic, but one of the conceptual things is gamifying as much of your business as possible, not mm-hmm. only for your members, but also for your staff. So how can you make your staff be very bought in, give them chances to win, give them chances to, you know, participate in the business versus just being told what to do? So um, we created uh, what we call the new member madness game. Um, so we typically, is the second year that we've run it, um, and it produces pretty consistent results. Uh, right now, we've got a staff about, I think we have eight trainers. And essentially what I do is I put them onto teams. And so all the trainers get put on to two or three teams. Um, one team has a captain that's probably a more tenured uh, coach. Maybe they're one of our salary leadership team members. Um, and basically the, the job is go out and try to regenerate as many campaign or contracts as you can over the next four weeks. So we do like a month-long challenge where they can do whatever they want in terms of an offer, in terms of like free trial, free two weeks, free month, as long as it turns into a contract by the end of that month. For every contract that they generate, they score one point. For every upsell that they get, they get 0.5 points. Every upsell into one-on-one personal training, they would get three points. And every team contract, because we have certain slots on our calendar that we can take on team training, they would get five points. So I kind of armed them with, all of our contact lists, our former member lists, we use Nomly, which is our text messaging software where they can look at our alumni, um, but it just teaches them like the power of referral conversations, the power of upsell conversation, and it turns it into a game where we do a big kickoff meeting where the teams get team names. We make a big like whiteboard in the office where we track the points every week in the coaches' meeting, and there's a lot of trash talking involved. And uh, I think this year it generated about 20 new contracts in a month. Um, So not bad for a zero cost, uh, you know, basically a referral or regen campaign. And it was just the coaches going out and tapping into their own social circles, you know, connecting with the members that they have good relationships with. Um, And it was great. I mean, it's just fun for everybody. Uh, And I did a cash prize for the team that won. And yeah, it's just a, a really fun thing that we do. We do it once a year.
1: That's awesome. I love that. You know, and, and what I think Devin's using is the three ways to grow a business model from our you know, mentor, Jay Abraham, who talks about what are the three ways to grow. You get more clients. So there's strategies to get more clients. Do you make more money? So the upsells or you increase the tre- frequency of transactions, how they pay you, you know, more right. often by doing, you know, other one-off types of things. And, uh, you know, that, that's a textbook example of that. I want to stay on this team thing because you are better than most. Uh, and you mentioned the words gamify and and you're doing a really nice job of this, but I think a big part of your success in your current location in you know, gauge strength training it is really built around the culture you've developed as a staff and a team. And everyone seems to be excited about growth um, at this facility. And I know, like, one of my favorite things that you put there's a picture of the backpacks in here uh, that you, you created where you got. Uh, you gave all of your staff members uh, backpacks where there's like certain patches on it. And I know you had a certain, there's a picture on your laptop here of uh, a certain number of members. I think you were trying to get to at this point, 455 at this point. And it was like a picture on a rocket ship, you know? And so you've done a really cool job uh, of, of getting the staff involved of, for growth. Talk about like where that comes from and some give us some of the more specific things that you did um, in addition to what I just mentioned uh, for that.
0: Yeah. So I I think it's going to be easy, easy to relate this to fitness professionals listening, because if I were to ask you what you do when you're gym members to get them really bought into your gym, to keep them motivated, right? What, what do you do for your clients to get them super like ingrained in your culture? And they would be like, well, we have ways to celebrate their milestones, right? Whether it's how many workouts they've come to or weights that they've lifted or PRs that they've hit, right? So how do you celebrate the milestones of the clients? Um, how do you celebrate like tenure of membership? Do you celebrate every one year member, every two, three, you know, a lot of gyms do that and it comes very naturally. And I just looked at it like, why, why am I not doing This stuff has been so incredibly successful for building culture in my gym. Why am I not doing the exact same thing with my staff? And that's where it all came from. Um, So you mentioned the, uh, like the stickers and the rocket ships and stuff. Like we'll set a big company goal and I'll get stickers made with like, you know, the, the membership number on a rocket ship or on a target with like bullet holes in it. And we'll just make it like the company rally and cry. And, you know, if you were, again, I'll relate this back to clients. If you gave a client a goal, what would you want them to do? Keep it in front of them all the time, right? How many people have goal cards that they give to clients to say, look at this every day. So the stickers serve that purpose We give the stickers to them, they put it on their water bottles, they put them on their laptops, we put them up in the coach's office. It's just one way to keep the company goal in front of our coaches and staff every single day so that they see it all the time, right? Another way to put, you know, take up real estate in their homes with that. Um, So that's, you know, that's kind of the stickers. There's other things that we do. Like I get plaques every time we hit a company goal. So we have like a hall of fame in the coach's office where I've got plaques for every, little milestone that we hit like 300 350 400 um again you go to any business the awards that they win are pretty much displayed you know um so that's the first way that we've kind of gotten everybody on board and and gotten everybody riled up with this rallying cry for what we're trying to accomplish um and then the next thing is you know if we relate back to how do you get your clients motivated you know, it's very valuable to create an ascension plan, right? What are clients striving to achieve, right? What are your staff striving to achieve? You know, at a certain point, if you don't have that, it's like, they're a full-time coach. It's like, what, what's next? You know, there's only so many, you know, levels above a full-time coach in most gyms. A lot of gyms don't have a GM. And even if you do, there's one spot. So we wanted to create some sort of ascension plan and things that they could work towards and accomplish. So that's the patch system. So um, we basically you know, stole from like the Boy Scout merit badges, uh, like <laughs> stole from many other industries by creating a system of rewarding tenure. So how many years they've worked with us and rewarding based on our core values. So we have five core values Every core value has a patch and there's certain metrics that they should hit in order to earn that patch. And I got them all backpacks with some strips of Velcro that I had attached to it, the local embroidery company. And every year now we're doing an award ceremony, just like we do for our clients, where we give out this year's patch winners. So we've got, you know, when you get hired, um, you get your coach patch. When you go through our onboarding process, you, you officially become a coach, you get patched in with a coach patch. If you make it onto our leadership team, you get a leadership patch when you make it to one year, you get a one year patch if you exemplify any of our core values and you know reach certain milestones regarding our core values, you would get a core value patch so here's you know one of our core values just because I have a couple of them sitting here you know this is our customer world class customer service patch so just little things it's you know more fun and novel than anything um, But I I know there's some quote, like, I can't remember who said this, and Vince, you might have said this, but um, the length people will go to at war to bring home a tiny piece of ribbon. You know, you're kind of, you know, capitalizing on the same concept of like, these things mean a lot to a lot of people, you know, little ways to acknowledge people's hard work and their growth is really important. And we know that naturally with our clients, you should do the same thing with your staff.
1: That's, that's brilliant. And you know, it, it is, it is very interesting. We started to do this at mastermind meetings where on your name tags, we would give them little ribbons yep. and some guys get a little black ribbon that says they're the CEO mastermind. And some people have a yellow ribbon that says they've been in it for X amount of years. And they're, they're it's the cheapest thing that we do. It's the, yep. it's these little crappy little ribbons. They just get taped onto the name tag and you'd be shocked at the amount of people, how good they feel of holding up their name tag. And they got a bunch of ribbons on there. It's a cool feeling. So very, very well put. I mean, I, I want to, you know, we could go on forever. And I know I want to be respectful, you know, of your time. I, I want to ask a question here. And I think this is uh, that uh, there's probably some pretty higher level gym owners listening to this, that maybe you are in a similar situation where they want to expand um, and open up multiple locations and things like that. And I think, um, you, and and I'm going to talk about, you know, Katie here a little bit, and I know you've done a, a really good job of, of finding great people in, in, you know, in your community. Um, and the, the first facility leader is doing a phenomenal job. She's also very active in masterminds. Why, how I know her, but, if someone was looking for someone to lead their gym um, or open up a second location and find someone to lead their gym, can you talk about some of the qualities in that person that, that you've seen um, has made them successful? You've done it twice. You've done it with Jeff, right? Who's run your location, who's your integrator at yeah. that facility. You've done it again You know with, with Katie um, and I think you'll do it more times in the other locations that you have. So you have a little bit of an eye for intangibles of people Um, talk about what are the things that you've seen, what are the qualities of these people that you've seen that enabled them to run the show, um, but still to fulfill your vision for this company?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing I'm, I'm very, I'm a big believer in, things like some of these personality tests that are out there. um, Some of the really good ones, like the Colby assessment. I'm a big believer in the Colby. I'm a big believer in the disc assessment. And we actually have a consultant that like every person we want to hire, we send to this guy and he like analyzes their disc. He does an interview with them. He basically is like, here's where they're going to excel. Here's where they're going to have trouble. Here's the way, the best way for you to lead them you know, as a leader, so that's something that we invest a lot of time and a lot of money in, is understanding our employees, you know, better than they know themselves. Sometimes, because sometimes they don't even read their own reports. <laughs> so we know we're like, oh no, you're a, you're a high quick start, so you're going to really struggle with this thing. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? But so that's the first and foremost, the Colby and the DISC assessment. I'm a really big believer in just. And I want to really just really
1: quickly for those listening: there, there's differences between the two. Um, the Colby is a test that measures what's called the conative part of the brain, which it measures how you take action. It's how you do certain things, um, versus the disc assessment is more of a personality based assessment more. It tells you what type of person are you, are you dealing with? So the Colby is more of a match for the specific role. Right. Whereas the personality, it gives you more helpful hints on how to lead that person, how to motivate that person and what they respond to. So I think that I love what Devin's saying is that they are, they're different. Um, And there's so many out there, you know, that you can use, but Devin's done a great job of actually using different ones for different reasons. Um, So just want to interject and, and
0: yeah, no, that's, and that's, that's exactly right. Cause especially with the disc is like, you need to make sure that your leadership style is going to mesh with them. Um, And it, you know, it it may take some time to educate yourself on who you are before you can really start to understand how you, how you connect with other people. Um, But other than that is our, our interview process. We really just drill down into our core values. So I think, having a really good understanding of your core values. Um, you know, when I first started with Vince, he was all talking about core values. And I was like, I'm just not big enough. I don't like, why do I need these values? I have one employee, I 35 clients, like what's the big deal. Um, but now, especially as you grow, like you will find every single hiring, you know, uh, win as well as loss in terms of who you bring on a lot of times comes down to your core values. So, Really structuring your interview questions and your hiring process based on your core values and asking questions around that, you know so that's you know those are the two things that I would say you know we do the most of is really understanding these personality uh, tests as well as just drilling down are they a core value fit and here's here's the thing about core values, right? The way I look at it is Um, it's not if somebody can fake it, right? So one of our core values is committed to excellence. It is a relentless pursuit of growth, right? That is is one of our big core values. And like, just because somebody reads a book one time because you told them to, or they went to a seminar that you paid for, that's not really living the committed to excellence value. The way I look at it is you hold this value if you woke up and you didn't have a job, and nobody told you what to do, and you went out and sought out further education. You spent time reading. You, on left to your own devices, you wanted to go learn. That is what it means to be committed to excellence and have that value. Um, So really thinking of it like left to their own devices, do these people truly feel and live this way?
1: Wow. Very well. Very well said. And yeah, core values is something that, I don't know how you run a company without them. Like, I really don't. I don't know how people have cultures that are strong without a definition of how to behave. So, I mean, for us, Devin, you know, we've been talking about this for so long. It's normal to us. But if you think about how many businesses out there don't even know what these things are and how many fewer businesses have them and just have them as pieces of paper on the wall,
0: right? right?
1: You're probably in, so if you're listening to this and you have core values and you hire based on those core values and you lead based on those core values and you enforce the core values, um, you're probably like in the top 1% of all businesses in the world that actually do that. And it probably means you got a really strong culture. So very, very well put. Devin, you are a member of our CEO mastermind. Um, you're in a room four times a year with uh 10 other of uh some pretty ass kicking gym owners, and you do, you know, they you do get bragging rights at our next meeting in San Diego to come back and say, Hey, of all you guys, I'm the one that won the Maven Award, <laughs> right? So, you do you will have pretty good bragging rights going in, but there are some heavy, heavy hitters in that room, um, that you go into four times a year. Uh, can you talk about CEO Mastermind and how that's been helpful to you um, over the
0: past uh, you know, couple of years? Uh, I mean, listen, I joined the CEO a year ago and the first meeting that I attended was in Colorado when I decided to open up another gym, which. Opened oh, wow. Up that was your gym. first meeting? That was my first meeting. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Oh, talk about good first so, impression. There you go. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: like from the very first meeting, I, you know, was encouraged based on the people in the room with me that gave me the confidence to start this other business that like I couldn't imagine without it, like it, it completely lit a whole new fire under me that I was lacking for a little bit leading up to that. So just being around those people and and getting the confidence to do bigger things, it truly is just you will be the sum of the people you surround yourself with, right? The average. Um, So, you know, as much as, you know, as much value as you, Vince, give us, I think the most value is I get to go spend two plus days with like these killers in business and just shoot the shit and talk ideas, hear what they're doing. Um, And a lot of that happens like, at dinner afterwards, or you know, grabbing drinks at the end of the day, like these little nuggets of gold just fly out everywhere. Um, so yeah, I mean, what it means to me is like I got into real estate, which is going to be able to provide a huge amount of you know opportunities for myself and my family in the future. These other gyms that are providing not only careers for great trainers, but you know, more income and revenue streams for myself. So yeah, I mean, it, it's meant a lot, and I can. Very, very confidently say that without that mastermind group, I would never have done those things. I never would have gotten into real estate. I never would have opened up my other gym. I would probably be very similar to where I was a year ago. Um, and that's the power of it.
1: Um, Devin, you've been in some kind of a mastermind coaching group. You always are investing in yourself. Um, you know, you've done stuff with EOS, you've done stuff you know, you've done stuff with a lot. Talk about the, there's a lot of gym owners listening to this that probably aren't in something right now. And this podcast is coming out in the month of December. And I like to think that the month of December is when people are thinking about, all right, what am I going to do next year to take it to the next level? What am I going to do? Who am I going to get help from? And so there are a lot of people thinking about getting help with their business. Um, talk about the value that you've gotten from just the, a career of growth in education by hiring coaches and being in masterminds talk about like how that has helped you over you know obviously we just talked about the ceo which is more of a short term impact right but you've now almost put together a lifetime of education and growth being in co- having coaches and masterminds Talk about how that helps you drive your success.
0: So, you know, I I probably can't speak for everybody when I say this, but I I know for me personally, uh, if I'm not growing, I am literally dying. Like my brain does not function well. If I'm not reading, if I'm not attending workshops, if I'm not attending masterminds, my creativity suffers. I don't have, I don't write as well. I don't lead, lead meetings as well. I I don't know what it is, but it really is like my, you know, I, I feel like I have to be in a pursuit of growth to really feel fully alive. Um, So that's, you know, really the start of it is like, it helps in so many other areas just by learning more, you know, you're pulling things from so many different industries and so many different perspectives that you can't help, but have better ideas and execute bigger things. Um, and the next thing is I actually have the book, you know, on my shelf back there, but Stephen Pressfield just wrote a new book. He's one of my favorite authors is put your ass where your heart wants to be. And that's really the the simplest way to put it is if you want to be more successful, put your ass in a seat next to people that are more successful, right? Put your ass where the other CEO group guys are. If you want to be a million dollar gym, put your ass in a room with million dollar gym owners. Um, and that's, you know, that's really the value of it. it. I've invested a lot of money in coaching in all different fields. Like every, whatever you could imagine, I've probably spent money investing in from hypnosis to uh, time management. I know we have the same time management coach at one point yeah. um, to EOS, to business coaching. Never once has it been an expense, right? I've never walked away from any amount of money invested feeling like it was a waste of money. Um, and I don't know anybody that does invest that feels that way. So that's, that's what I'll say about that is it truly does not feel like an investment or sorry, in in a sense, it feels like an investment.
1: Yep. And that's really the mind. It's really more of a mindset than anything. You have to enter these things with an investment mindset, um, where I think a lot of people look at it as a cost, um, or another expense and another light item on the PL that I got to pay for. Um, no, your marketing dollars are investments. Your coaching dollars are investments uh, in your growth. So, um, Devin, I thank you so much for this interview. I learned a lot. I know the people listening to it also probably learned a ton. You are the good thing about you is you're you're kicking ass, but you're just getting started. There's a lot of things flying around for you right now. Yeah uh you look, all you can see all the boxes in the back that's the you should go show pull up one of your gauge planners he's got yeah kinds so vince,
0: of uh vince in his uh and I, I ragged on him a little bit vince has his own planner which is great i mean it's all the tools that he's accrued over the years and you know personal development and time management but he gives them out in these like spiral bound Old you know baby. things and I'm like, I'm not gonna like, you know, so I was like, I'm gonna make my own planner and I'm gonna get a hardcover. It's got the little like the strap that holds it down, it's got a little pen thing. Um, and I just custom built uh our own planner. So really it's for myself and my team, but it's got every tool that I need to be more productive from weekly brain dumps, 90 day visioning exercises. Um basically every tool that I apply in all different avenues is all in this one book. So that's something that I'm, I'm really excited about for, not only for myself, because now I've got a gigantic box of them that I'll never need to get more of, but for my staff and for my members.
1: Uh, well, I might regret this, but I, but you know I, this is the first time I've ever done this, but I, I am going to <laughs> sell something. I'm breaking my own rule and I only sell my own shit, but I'm going to break a rule and I'm going to allow you to give the link uh, for people to buy the planner. All right. So what is the link? If someone wants to buy your planner, show uh Pull it up again. Uh hold it up again. It's like a yeah. leather, a leather bound. It's a leather bound book. That's
0: what it yeah. is.
1: It's a leather bound book. Uh sense and it's, of mahogany. It's really, yeah, exactly. Uh it's really cool. So, Devin, um I'm going to allow you for the first time ever on the history of the FPU podcast, after hundreds of thousands of episodes. <laughs> and this is the first time I've ever allowed someone to sell their stuff on my podcast so devin what is the link where they can buy your planner
0: so it is the full engagement is uh where you can buy a planner and i will personally drop it in a post office box for you if you if you do purchase it good say that again what is it full engagement planner full engagement
1: planner so i'll put that link in the show notes full engagementplanner.com.
0: Probably the best part about this planner is some of the tools like the vision tools, the brain dump tools, they've all got, I've got like, you know, a couple little jazzy pages in here. Um, They all have QR codes to show you how to use the tool. Um, And I filmed YouTube videos about, you know, how to write a vision, how to, you know, break down your quarterly rocks. Um, there's a, there's an area for doing your quarterly rocks. These are all 90 day planners. So, you know, an EOS, you live in a 90 day world. So that's what we do. Um, but yeah. So, you know, it's not an overwhelming thing. You can literally just watch the QR code videos and know exactly what you're doing with it. That's amazing.
1: Uh, I love it. So uh, on to selling my own stuff after I just hij- <laughs> been hijacked my own podcast, Um, but Devin, thank you so much. If you're listening to this and you need help this year, uh, from either the SPF mastermind or the CEO mastermind, uh, there is a link in the show notes for you to get more information and to book a call with us to see if you want to put yourself in a seat next to someone like Devin Gage, um, to help you grow your business, uh, this year. So go ahead and click that link in the show notes and I will have it next to the full engagement daily planner so uh hopefully you decide to do both devin gage thank you so much for coming on outstanding interview great thank job you.
0: and I will see you in san diego all right